When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Aren't you glad you didn't sell on Friday? Hi, welcome to Bad Dad Humor on Talking Real Money, the daily podcast. I'm the bad dad, Don McDonald. Actually, dad and granddad. Thanks for tuning in to the program or pushing the button to start the podcast or whatever. Well, 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 what a difference a weekend makes. <sighs> Seriously, aren't you glad you didn't sell on Friday? And if you did sell on Friday, mm, told you. I hate to say I told No, don't hate to say I told you so. Told you so. Even if it goes down again tomorrow and the day after that and the month after that and the month and the month and the month after that, even if, even if it goes up more and it goes down, this stock market I'm referring to. We don't talk much about the day-to-day gyrations of the market, but wow, whoa, whoa. I don't like the Dow. It's only silly 30 stocks and shouldn't be paid any attention to, but wow, Um, This is Monday when I'm recording this, the 2nd of March. And that silly Dow (laughs) came back about half of what it lost last week in one day. That's volatility. S&P 500 up about 4.6. The NASDAQ up 4.5 or so. Um, People just start feeling better. Maybe they were buying bunches of Costco stock. Because people are going nuts in Costco's. I've heard about it from a lot of people. You go to Costco and try to get toilet paper, they're out. Bottled water, they're out. This is not nuclear war, folks. Yes, people will get sick. Some people will die. But my guess is the water will keep flowing through the pipes. And I don't think coronavirus is going to come through with it. Hand sanitizer, yeah, selling that out. People are crazy. Folks, you like being scared a little. And I'm not poo-pooing the, the, the problem. People will get sick. And uh, it could be a lot. It could be just a middling amount. We don't know. People will die. It's sad. It's awful. But the one thing we all have in common is that we're going to die. So you need to um, maintain your emotional controls. Again, make sure you're investing for your risk tolerance and your risk need. Don't be more risky. Don't take more risk than you need to take. That's just silly. Why? It's not a game. You're not going to beat Jeff Bezos. He won for now. But you're not going to beat him, so give it up. Risk need, 
risk tolerance. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com and take the risk quiz. It is free, there is no obligation, and no salesperson will call. You're not going to get pitched anything. So, um, today, what we're going to do is take some calls. There's a bunch of them piling up. And I want to get a couple of those done today. We'll do some more during the week. We're not going to have Saturday's show as a podcast because we had technical problems out the wazoo, as they say. Yeah, it's not. It's going to not be listenable. It won't be good. So we'll have a lot of these this week, the daily podcast. Tom's doing another one, and I'll do a couple more, and uh, we'll spend some time together. And you can send questions into us at TalkingRealMoney.com. Or you can call them in at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And let's take one of those calls. This one's a pretty long one, so we're going to start off with it. Hello, my name is Todd, and I'm recently retired, 58 years old. And um, I've got a question about... um, about a loan. Um, right now, I'm uh, I've got 2.3 million in Vanguard, and um, I've got no debt, and I have a pension about 85k, and I'll have another 30k when my wife retires with her pension. So we're we got all you know good income besides our liquid assets. <clears throat> And I'm trying to maintain a 60-40 mix at Vanguard. Stock, 60 stocks, 40 bonds. Just following their advice. So, but at this time, at Vanguard, I'm about 45% cash, 25% bonds, 30% stocks. And that's all like total stock market and their, and their international total stock market um index funds the reason i'm there instead of the 60 40 is because in october i transferred money from fidelity out of my 401 to vanguard and i just thought i'd stay liquid until some of this trump election and the Corona and uh, this this just turmoil sort of settles down, and then I would get back in the market. But I don't know. It seems like it's just taken off again. But whatever, I'm still good. Thirty percent is still in stock. So um, anyway, that's why I am in that position and not sixty forty. But um, but I'm going to stop you right there before you get to your question, because you just said something that is so important, so important for us to discuss for the sake of everyone listening. You, Todd, are a market timer. Did you realize you were a market timer? You're a market timer. That's just what you did. You made a decision to not invest because of the way you felt. Now, you'll argue possibly, no, it's not the way I felt. It's the way things are. It's the way, no, no, that's not how investing works. You can't play this game. Now, in your case, 
the market bailed you out a bit, but only a bit. Because had you invested back on October 1st in your 60-40 portfolio, you would still be up about 2 2.5% over where you started even after the big decline last week and not including today. That's not factored into the numbers. So you, you got lucky, but you didn't get smart. You didn't get smart. If you're going to maintain a 60-40 mix, maintain a 60-40 mix, which means when money comes available and you don't need it for some near-term purpose, you invest it back. Now, 60-40 is too aggressive for you because you're scared of things that could happen in the stock market, which, by the way, is a legitimate concern. Look at last week. Then go to 50-50 or 40-60 even. But don't play this timing game because this timing game is the thing that gets people into trouble. I've talked to a lot of people who to this day are still waiting for a big enough decline in the market to get back after 2008 when they got out. So don't play that game. And now we'll get back to your question. Well, my question is, my son, who's a young doctor, uh, just about to start his residency and in deep debt, he wants to buy a house. And um, I think I, th I told him I'd lend him whatever he needed because he's he can get a loan, but it's not for as much as he wants. And I don't know. I just told him I'd, I'd help him out whatever he needed. So I think he's going to ask me to loan him the whole thing. So he's looking at stuff, uh, houses that are, you know, about quarter million dollars or, you know, in that range. So um, my question is. I have an I have accounts all at Vanguard now, and the after I have an after tax account that's uh, got seven hundred and eighty thousand in it, a hundred of which is cash, two eighty is in bonds, and four hundred is a mix between total stock market and international index funds. So what I was thinking is to use the cash and the bonds out of that fund, out of that after-tax uh, account, and just and just loan it to him at whatever percent. I don't know. He'll probably three or four. I don't. I don't know whatever ever percent he's uh, been quoted. We haven't we haven't talked about that yet, but it'll be something better than bonds. That's my idea. Is those bonds don't really do much as far as making money, but if I can get you know I'll, I'll be getting more from him than if it was in those bonds. So I thought I would just use those that that bond fund those bond funds and in, and in, in, in invest it with into my son. And it would help him out and help me out, I think. And um, I think he's pretty—he's a pretty solid person. He's got a bright future. So I'm not really worried about losing it. And even if I did lose it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. All right, Todd, we've got a couple of competing issues here. Uh, one, your desire to do something good for your son, who will probably be very successful. And to lend him money to buy a home? 
in your financial situation? I mean, between you and your wife, you've got a great pension income. You'll have Social Security down the road. You've got no debt. You've got two-plus million dollars of assets. You're talking about basically taking down or, or lending him about 10% of your assets, which is not a big hit. And your point about getting interest is a good one. The interest is going to be far better if you charge him market rates, which are between three and three quarters and four and a quarter on mortgages right now. But I would make this a business deal. Make sure it's a business deal. Make sure you draw up a mortgage. Make sure that there is some means by which those payments are automatically deducted and paid to you so that you don't have to get into a battle with your kids down the road should something come up that causes him to miss some payments. Just make sure you're covered on all of this uh, because it's better to have this documented and codified and certain-tized, I just made that word up, so that you can say, son, here's the deal. It's coming out automatically. It's going into my account. You, if you do this, I, I, you know, it's my, this is my retirement. And bear in mind, a mortgage is really an asset. It's actually something that could be sold down the road if it's drawn up properly. So take it seriously, make it a business transaction, and uh, it's a nice thing to do. Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALK. That's our number, 855-935-8255. Let's do another call for today and then call it a day. Hi, Don. It's, uh, I'm calling uh, about something that I heard you uh, talk about on your show a few weeks ago. It might, might have been a month or so uh, now. Um, you were talking to a caller about um, a Fidelity Freedom Fund, their version of the target date retirement fund. And I think the caller said the expense ratio was like around 47 basis points, so close to you know half a percent. And I think you corroborated that. And um, I just wanted to point something out because um, not a lot of people know about this, and, and I assume you know about this. Maybe you just forgot or didn't mention it or, or something wasn't relevant. But Fidelity actually has two versions of their um, target date funds, which they call freedom funds. The one that your caller was talking about was actually an active managed fund, which is why it was so expensive. Fidelity actually offers Fidelity freedom funds that they call um, Fidelity freedom index funds as opposed to their Fidelity Freedom Funds. And as you might imagine, their Fidelity Freedom Index Funds are a lot cheaper at only, um, I think, about 12 basis points, which is actually a couple basis points even cheaper than Vanguard's um, target date retirement funds, which, of course, are all index and no active. So I just wanted to point that out for your listeners. I know I've talked to people who thought they were in an index product when they buy the Fidelity um, Freedom funds only to find out that they're kind of getting rooked because they're in an active fund and it's a more expensive, um, you know, option. And they really wanted the index fund, which is called the Fidelity Freedom Index Fund, which, like I said, is only 12 basis points as opposed to the more expensive uh, Fidelity Freedom funds, which range anywhere from 47 to 75 basis points, depending on the target date. So I thought that would be um, worthwhile to talk to your listeners about so they understand that. The Freedom Index Funds, uh, the Fidelity offers, tend to be a little buried on their web page, um, as you can imagine why, because they don't want to sell them as much as probably they want to sell the active ones, and the active ones are pretty much predominant on their web page. So I think a lot of people get confused. They pick what they think is a cheap fund. It's really not. 
So anyway, that's my comment. Uh, hopefully you can discuss that on the air for your listeners, and uh, have a good day and keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Boy, no kidding there, Buried. I went to look it up on Morningstar, and uh, it didn't come up in the first few, li- it didn't come up in the first page of listings. I had to dig a little bit to find it even there. But yes, you're absolutely right. Fidelity has the Fidelity Freedom Index Funds, which are really well balanced between U.S., international, and bonds. They have a little bit more long-term bond than I would like, but that's not a big deal. It's really not. Um, The expense ratio is great. They're a much better product than just the Fidelity Freedom Funds. I don't recall that call, but uh, you're absolutely right. should have mentioned it. They are index products, and you're absolutely right about the fact that I don't think Fidelity wants to make a big deal out of those because they make so much more money on their actively managed funds that uh, these are there basically to compete with Vanguard. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you'll keep doing it. Tell friends, tell neighbors, tell acquaintances, tell anybody who says, what should I do with my money? And remember to check everything out at TalkingRealMoney.com, RealInvestingJournal.com. We've got a bunch of new articles up there. And we've got videos at TalkingRealMoney.com. You can get some help from an advisor. No cost, no obligation, no sales pitch. Just a little help. We're not going to work for you for free, but we work for you pretty inexpensively and send in your questions at talkingrealmoney.com hit the contact form or call us 24 hours a day seven days a week at 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 and have a great rest of your day thanks for listening i'm don mcdonald that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?